0: Al Lord, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Al, uh, let's uh, start uh, before the the crap hits the fan in November of 2011. Uh, You're a 1967 uh, Penn State graduate, a prominent uh, business person in central Pennsylvania area and beyond. And uh, you knew a lot of the players involved in all this. What, What was your relationship with Penn State and the key players, specifically Graham Spanier, before all this went down?
1: Well, um, I guess uh, from 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 my perspective as opposed to Penn State's perspective I I've, um, I've always I've always been um, grateful to Penn State for well I I've often said the two best days of my life were the day I was accepted at Penn State which wasn't a foregone conclusion. And uh, and um, the day I graduated, which was also not a foregone conclusion, <laughs> and um, uh, and at Penn State and and the education that it gave me and enabled me to be uh, to be um, um, a little um, self interested. A, a what turned out to be a very good career. Um, I ended up ultimately as the CEO of a, of a company called Sally May, which is. At the time, was one of the 50 largest companies in the country. And um, and I attribute that to Penn State. Not that it wouldn't have happened had I gone to another school, but I didn't go to another school. I went to Penn State. Uh, and so along the way, uh, Penn State did... One of the things that Penn State's pretty good at is keeping track of the financial well-being of, of its graduates. Um, and so um, while I was a while I was probably in the top 1% of, of uh, avid Penn State football fans and, and uh, a grateful alum, um, Penn State found me probably in the mid-'80s um, and, and uh, began um, soliciting me for, for funds, obviously, and, and uh, as it did to everyone else with a reasonable net worth. Um, and in that, in that connection, I, I grew to know, over a period of 30 years, all the key players. Um, uh, and I, I met Joe Paterno during the 80s and, uh, and became friendly with uh, the family over that time. I think Joe Ab thomas was the president at the time and succeeded by Graham Spanier. And there might have actually even been somebody else in between. But anyway, I came to know those people uh, and as my career kept headed northward, uh, I gave larger and larger sums and, and ultimately um, gave a substantial gift to the campus that I started at, which was uh which was then called the Ogon's campus, it's today called the Abington campus. And um, uh along the way picked up nice awards that uh that had absolutely nothing to do with my grade point average. Um, like, uh, I think I was called a Penn State fellow and got a, an award, and I was at later named a distinguished alum, which is a pretty exclusive society at Penn State, and, and includes people that are accomplished um, and includes people that have given a fair amount of money. So, and, uh, but in uh, like I said, in that regard, I, I began helping Penn State find. Find others to to uh, to give them money and um and and involved in not just a, a variety of ways and, and so. Um,
0: all right, so you're you're very uh, involved in the university, and obviously yes. they, they want your money, and you get to know the key players, and all of a sudden in uh, November of 2011, this story explodes. Uh, seemingly involving Jerry Sandusky, but quickly engulfing uh, Joe Paterno and Graham Spanier and Gary Schultz and Tim Curley. Take us back to that time period and tell us what your assessment, as someone who loved Penn State and knew these people, uh, what your assessment of what you were hearing was.
1: Well, my my, I mean, I was uh, obviously dumbfounded. I, I had a pretty close relationship, particularly with Tim and Gary, um at one point, I was contemplating and to funding the um, the soccer stadium there. Um, excuse me, um, funding improvements to the soccer stadium. My best friend's daughter is the Penn State women's soccer coach, and um, and so I knew Gary and, and, and Tim quite well. I mean, Tim Curley is by any definition one of the three. <laughs> most wonderful human beings I've ever met. Um, and and uh, Gary, uh, a very intelligent guy, very dedicated to Penn State. So I knew them quite well. Obviously, I knew Joe. Um, I was I, I was dumbfounded by the the, the news and um, I'm very skeptical. Of course, at the time I was C, CEO at Sally May and um, uh, and began. I began, and this is some number of months later after the free report came out, I began seeking ways to get involved. Um, um, I would uh, I, I actually talked to a couple of guys that uh, that were that were also um, pretty active at Penn State. and um, you know, I finally came to the conclusion that, that uh, I would have to join the board.
0: Um, All right. Well, I don't want to get ahead of ours out there. I want. To, I want to go there here uh, as yeah. linear as possible. So, so the board at the time, which you were not a member of yet, but you eventually would be a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees, right. decides to fire Joe Paterno uh, and effectively fire uh, Graham Spanier. And, and Tim and Gary are indicted and, and, and are, are essentially banished uh, from, from the university. Uh, were, were you buying any of that narrative that caused those decisions at that time?
1: You know, I would say that I bought in a little bit upon my first reading of the free report.
0: Well, hold on. Well, the free report hasn't happened yet. So the, so, oh, okay. So, 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 at the time—
1: so, n- um, no, I wasn't. I, I mean, um, uh, obviously, a number of things had happened in the preceding ten years, and and uh, I was. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I have a um, I have a supreme skepticism about the um, the ability of entities like universities, nonprofit institutions, to actually manage themselves. And so, um, and even though I was an admirer of Graham Spaniards, I. I you know, to me it was uh, what are they what do they call in the military a snafu or a foo bar that that it that too many th- there was no way that the people that were in, supposedly involved were in could have in fact been involved. Um, but I didn't know anything. I mean, quite honestly, I just didn't know anything. And and so you ask the question, did I believe it? No, I did not believe it. I I believe it. my. Uh, my personal instincts and my personal knowledge of the individuals involved. Okay. The irony of the whole thing is, that in all the years that I'd been involved with Penn State and 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 got close to the people we're talking about, and a lot of other of other people, you know, some former players and things like that, um, and and it's some of its supposedly most distinguished alums. I had never met Gary, or excuse me, um, Jerry Sandusky. So I did not know what to make of that, um, but.
0: Okay, so this is important. So at the beginning, you don't have any knowledge other than what you're seeing and hearing on television and the newspapers and what have you. But you yep. know the people involved, and your your so-called blink gut reaction is no way, right? I mean, is that a fair no. assessment? That's right. Okay, so so we go ahead, and Joe's been fired. Uh, Joe ends up dying a couple months later. Jerry Sandusky is convicted uh, of 45 counts very soon afterwards. You don't know Jerry. And, and to me, this is a key thing that people need to understand about how this story evolved within the Penn State community. Would you be able to uh, verify, and do you agree with, my assessment that one of, in retrospect, the biggest problems that happens here is that all the focus that should have been on Jerry during this time period is actually on Joe and that the Penn State community wants to defend Joe Paterno and they are they believe that the best way to do that is to throw Jerry Sandusky as far under the bus as possible do you agree with that assessment when
1: you they agree you you mean
0: uh, the powers that be the trustees well both the trustees that I, I, that's an important distinction but i'm talking i'm talking more along the lines of the paterno family scott paterno and the paterno supporters the penn state community the rank and file the people who who are penn state uh, fans penn state alums that they believe that the path towards joe's exoneration is show the world how much we hate pedophilia and 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 the and we're not even going to focus on whether or not Jerry's guilty because we know he's guilty. He has to be guilty. Otherwise, Penn State would never have fired Joe Paterno to begin with. Um,
1: um I would again. Uh, much of what I learned, I learned later.
0: Um, right. Sure. So, so in retrospect, am I right in that analysis? I, I, I don't know that
1: you're 100% right. I would, I would, there's no question um, that, um, that the board was, um, and, I, and I came obviously to know the individuals on the board a lot more, more intimately later, but there's no question that the board was trying to find a way a, a, to try to get itself as far away from the Sandusky situation um, as they could. Um, just, just the nature of the of the crime was uh, so it was so unseemly. Nobody wanted their name in the same sentence with the word pedophilia, and 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 so and the board the board uh, moved very quickly, um, and and it obviously in its in it, its actions it concluded and I, of course I've learned all this since, but it concluded that Jerry that Joe and and Graham were part of the part of the issue, and. Um, um, they, uh, anyway, anyway, they very definitely, uh, tried to get away from the situation. Uh, you mentioned Scott Paterno. Uh, I mean, it's, I think, you know, the Paterno family is, uh, not counting grandkids is seven persons strong. And, uh, and, and Scott, I would say is he would be the exception to Scott was, uh, slightly different than the other six. And, and, uh, Scott was a, a you know, he fancies himself a fixer and that, and that, you know, you don't really need to worry about the facts. We, we, we want to know, we, we want a certain outcome. And so we're going to, we're going to try to state, state issues as uh, to, to uh, achieve an outcome. He didn't, wasn't. Uh, anyway, I, and... Uh, you well, know, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Ow, 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 and, ow, ow. I think, go
0: ahead. I, I need to stop you there because Scott's an important figure here. I mean, so so what you just said is important. Scott's goal. Going- well, I want
1: to differentiate Scott from the rest of the family. I uh, and, and Scott, being an attorney, uh, jumped to the fore and jumped in front of Joe and the others and, start, and started to run a show um, that was... You know, I mean, Scott will, will, will try to kill me for this, but it was a show that was was a tidal wave that was far bigger than Scott's ability to deal with it. And frankly, Scott, I think, started pushing this situation in directions that, um, that didn't help, Joe.
0: Well, and this is a key point, and it goes to my original question that you didn't 100% agree with. Maybe I didn't articulate it properly.
1: Scott, why, why does everybody agree with you 100 percent, John?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> shockingly, shockingly no, Al. Uh, and, and, and nor you know, you and I have never agreed 100 percent on hardly anything, but but we we express our opinions openly, and that's great. Uh, I think, in, I, I, I think, in, 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 well, with respect to
1: the larger picture, we agree almost 100 percent.
0: Okay, fair, fair enough. But I just want to make sure we're we're clear on Scott. So w- when I'm thinking about the Penn State community, I'm thinking about. How uh, how impactful, especially in retrospect, it is when Scott Paterno goes out on the fr- the front lawn of Joe Paterno's house in front of cameras in a crowd on November eighth, two thousand eleven, and declares Jerry Sandusky guilty and yeah. asks for a prayer for the victims of Jerry Sandusky. Does right. that not send a blaring message perceived as being on the on behalf of Joe Paterno to the entire and the entire? Absolutely. You agree Absolutely. with that?
1: Absolutely. And frankly, frankly, um, it's not 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 unlike the reaction that we've seen across the country from politicians who instantly it, it, instantly are uh, admirers of the the late uh, George Floyd. They, in, in other words, they don't know anything, but they want to be on the right side. And I think that's exactly what Scott did. Scott, Scott didn't know. And and. Uh, Look, I'm I'm pretty close to Jay and Sue Paterno and and uh, and the and the daughters, um, and um, not, with a possible exception of I mean I don't know I don't know what Scott believes anymore but but um, I guess what I'm saying is that what Scott believes isn't necessarily what Scott said, um, with his with his dad in tow. So
0: so you're saying that uh, you believe one that the rest of the family, uh, in their private positions are not in alignment with Scott's public positions, correct?
1: That's my that is absolutely my read of it, yes. And and when you Now and, I never now, now look I mean it's a very close family, a very close family and I don't think Sue or Jay or any of the others. I mean I, I had conversations with Jay oftentimes. I said, you know, it would be better if Scott, you know, backed up a little bit. And this is throughout a whole for, for several years. Um and um I uh, but I don't see, I don't, I don't think you'd ever find a crack among the, uh, you know, the five, the six remaining members of the paternal family on that score. But, um, I, and I'm just citing to you my observations of it. But I, I, you know, I came to know Scott pretty well. I mean, I supported Scott years ago, and he ran for Congress one time. And um, So I I have a, I have a, a bit of a history with Scott. And, and again, he's like, like others, I don't always get along with him. So, um, but I, I also don't, I mean, I think he got the situation off to a bad start. I don't know that Scott played much of a role from that point forward.
0: Well, there's no doubt that the paternal family strategy, as crafted by Scott, and I have even at times defended this because in a rational world, this might have worked, it, it, you know. It, you you referenced an, another example in, in, that we've seen in the news more recently, where yeah. in normal conditions, if you do this, it actually works for you. It might not be based in truth, and I don't believe it was based in truth. And you've already implied that you don't think that Scott's motivations are truth. He's trying to get an outcome. His outcome. <laughs> yeah.
1: his- I, don't, I also don't want to. I don't want to be quoted as saying his his, his goal is deceit. I just I just think. He jumped in front of that and and, and 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 spouted truisms like everybody spouts because they hate pedophilia and they hate right. incest and they they hate basically uh, you know the the seven sins. Right? Of course, everybody of course. hates them, and of course. so to recite them at a at a certain time is 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 um it isn't untrue, but it but it has
0: a deceptive effect in my opinion. I understand, and it has a devastating effect when it comes. To defending Joe Paterno, because as we now have learned, and we're going to get there, but just to you know to, to give right. proper context, we now know that by far the best, easiest, and most conclusive way to exonerate Penn State, Joe Paterno, Graham Spanier, Tim Curley, and Gary Schultz is to look at the evidence against Jerry Sandusky. Correct? Well,
1: yes, I, I I think so, but I, you know, uh, um, th- there's I don't think Jerry's innocent so i've have come to believe that jerry's innocent I, I um and but it took me a while to get there and and i don't know what, what if jerry's innocent or guilty i i honestly don't believe that the others any of the others um had a clue I had a clue i also don't think they ever even that had ever crossed Gary Schultz's mind, notwithstanding his little uh, Pandora's box note, note that he had on. Uh, um, I don't think it ever closed. Uh, occurred to him that the basic evil, the dirty deed, was was going on. I I think they always thought Jerry, as a, they you know as they've um, consistently talked about, had boundary issues. Everybody, anybody that knew Jerry Sandusky knew he had boundary issues. He had boundary issues in in every direction, practically.
0: Right, um,
1: and, but I think so I think what you I don't s- know that Jerry's innocence or guilt is really the. And as I said, I've come to believe he's innocent. Just anyway, I don't see that that that, that in and of itself was really. <laughs> The larger crime here was, was the railroading of a bunch of larger names in Jerry Sandusky's that, that the board took and had ample assistance from from the state to, to get larger scalps.
0: Agreed. See, that's
1: regardless of Jerry's innocence or guilty. If, if, if Jerry was guilty and they didn't know it, then how could they be guilty?
0: I couldn't agree more, but you're dealing in the rational world. I'm talking about where we are in the real world now, that the only path... Towards, you mean in 2020? Yes, that the only path for for anybody to take seriously the idea that this whole thing was a railroad job, all of it, is for people to focus on, wait a minute, the original sins, as you put it, didn't happen and that there's no evidence that they did and so so we're we're, once again we're in agreement but we're saying it in a different way i i agree that from the beginning there was never a rational path to a cover-up in this case and let's talk about why there was never a rational path to a cover-up and we as we get to the free report so
1: so So i I will agree with your conclusion just just to put a, a bow on it um you're suggesting that the that the clearest way to to um um, rational thinking about the the, the, the five the five um, associates here to this this situation would be for Jerry to be exonerated.
0: Correct. All right. So let's move to the free report. And you already referenced, which surprised me a little bit, that when the free report first comes out, you start to question your gut instincts. Why?
1: Well, I didn't, que- I, but I didn't question their the individual's guilt. I I, 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 the very first reading of this document, I, I was furious at Graham. It was, it was, it was a situation. Look, I've told Graham Spanier, and and uh, and so I don't, I don't mind saying this out loud. I told and Graham. Graham told me so "Well, you know, I might have been a little naive." I said, "You were terminally naive to have." This stuff going around and saying, well, it doesn't involve Penn State, and, and uh, I mean, you know, the the and, and allowing somebody like Cynthia Baldwin, who who, I, I mean, her it's just just blatantly incompetent, and and believe me, people on the board knew she was incompetent. She had her hands on this stuff, and Graham didn't, just wasn't standing on her right. And having been a CEO and having worked with any number of general counsels over my lifetime. Um, you know that that's just not how you manage a, an organization. And and um, I, the, anyway, I and I saw, I studied the period between 2001 and 2011, and and um, um, it just <laughs> I in this era, in the, particularly here in the 21st century, and certainly late in the 19, in the 20th century. Uh, you cannot fiddle around with anything the least bit sexual because it just will, it will, it will bite you. And I was so, I was so just distraught when, from what I read. Um, but I, and, and so my second reading of it, I, I, I realized that there's no evidence here. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence and, and his recitation of these emails and, you know, pulled out of, pulled out of thin air and, and not, and not substantiated by anything else anywhere.
0: Well, okay, so so just to review, my assessment of what you're telling me is that you had more of a um, a visceral reaction, hey, Graham, this was dumb politically, the way that you handled this, rather than you, you all of a sudden coming to the conclusion that maybe there was a cover-up of child sex abuse. Is that fair? Yes okay and and but then, when you read it the second time, maybe with that emotion now dissipated a little bit, you realized, wait a minute, what's Louis free up to? is that fair?
1: Yeah, well look you know Graham, like I said, Graham's naive, but he's also very smart and as are the other guys and then I just started I just tried to try to sort through in my brain what's what's happening here what what was going on during this entire period and and um, um <laughs> Jerry wasn't there. Jer- and free focused so intensely on 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 Jerry Sandusky's behavior in 1998, and and um, even as I read it, I said, "Wait a minute! They've already gotten rid of him." Anyway, there were there were just so many inconsistencies and inaccuracies that it, re- it looked to me like free was just was just trying to put the uh, the the the, uh, the the thinnest threads together
0: to create a conclusion. Well, let's talk about let's talk about those emails, because the emails really are everything to Louis Free. And, um, you know, in preparation for for this episode of the podcast, I went back and watched the Louis Free press conference, which is just it's unbelievable in retrospect to watch what a scam this was that he was pulling on the media that had no information. They did not have any right. access. Remember, they had no access to the report at all. And, and, and all they knew was his basic conclusion that there had been a cover up in order to avoid bad publicity. Uh, for Penn State. And, exactly. and and he gets teed up time and time again by the media. And he's saying things that we now know to be completely absurd. Like, for instance, I doubt you remember this, but it's it's, it's shocking to me. He gets asked, you know, boy, uh, what kind of great uh, detective work did it take to find those emails? And he implies that somehow, uh, you know, the free report and the prosecution had, had done some great uh, investigative work and maybe gotten a little bit lucky. And, and you know, this is the kind of things that happens in an investigation. Well, we now know they got the emails from Gary Schultz's lawyer through the, exactly. Prose- through the prosecution. Exactly. There was no, there was no, uh, you know, great investigation here. There no. was, there was no cover up, and 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 so that right away tells me, whoa, wait a minute. When you're trying to claim that this was some sort of uh, you know great find because it's all you have, and that's a lie, that's a problem, but then let's go to the substance of them. How ridiculous is it, Al, as you know, as a, as a CEO of a major corporation, how ridiculous is it to engage in anything close to a cover-up of child sex abuse via state-owned email servers?
1: Exactly. It, well, well, look, the... the, the yeah, the fact—if in fact there was a cover-up, we'd have never read about it. We'd never read about it. Um, Those—I I obviously had the uh, the uh, opportunity, uh, which we had to fight very, very hard for, him, being a board member, to see the underlying underlying uh, um, communication among the free investigative group, and and. Uh, the largest sigh of relief came from that group because they couldn't find anything, and all of a sudden it was all about these emails, um, and and the strain that was obvious among them to to contort the conclusions from those emails was was highly visible, and and there was no. There was never any dialogue among these people about well maybe it doesn't mean that or maybe Gary really thought this or maybe this is what and was, or, what are what, what are the other possible scenarios here that there was and and I don't care how many times they got they got testimony from hundreds of people that uh, Jerry was a good guy and that and that these and that these other people had no clue and and in fact didn't really believe it there was never they they never tracked any contradictory evidence they 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 were on a hunt um and they were per- perfectly prepared and, and as they did to take whatever they found that was negative and take it out of context and, and pile it up and in the end you can read you can read that document as many times as you want to there there's no evidence
0: all right let's and i
1: guess there's no evidence because there's no crime
0: well let's talk about your access to to information that's not even in the public domain i mean you're, you're as close to to the insides of the free report, as you can get, as a as a, a guy who would end up becoming a elected member of the Penn State Board of Trustees, as well as a major funder of Graham Spanier's legal team and his lawsuit against Louis Free. So, so what can you tell us about w- the information that you've seen and what it says about uh, the 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 level of absurdity in the free report?
1: No, um, it's been several years since I've looked at. I, uh, I, mean, I, I I had taken very, very extensive notes, and and um, um, it, it <laughs> the, the, the board tried to preclude us from even talking to one another about any of this. But but I um, the bottom line on the on the free report was that they, they tried they appeared to try to do a, a rational investigation. I interviewed a lot of the right people. I think um, but in, again in the final analysis they, they didn't they didn't ever talk to any of the people, including guys like Tim like, like um,
0: uh, let, let's let cr- be let's be clear on that let's be clear on that you know i know they interviewed a lot of people like almost 400 people but they didn't interview sandusky they didn't interview mike mcquery they didn't interview tim curley they didn't interview gary schultz they they interviewed graham spanier at the last minute and he's barely even in the report so other yeah. than that mrs lincoln how was the play
1: well they, they, in my opinion the single the single most important witness that they didn't did not interview was this guy dr dranoff and and Dranoff not only not, not well not only did we I look I saw him testify two times. He, I mean he, he said he used the no, well, I can't think of the word, he, he used the word almost it wasn't irrelevant but it's a it's a synonym of irrelevant about what Mike said he saw. Because Mike he because Mike after like like Saint Peter, he denied seeing anything sexual. Because because Dranoff said to him, and he basically said it in these words: "He said, Mike, if you saw anything sexual, um, I have to. You and I are going to the police. If you didn't see anything sexual, you go talk to Joe. You're uncomfortable about Jerry in the, in the shower with a kid in, in the, in the uh, uh, early evening. And that's what he said. I mean, he really he created a fork. And in my opinion, he created a fork in the road. And I and why 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 that didn't strike free." when he saw saw that that information about Dranoff. Now that was and that was in the free documents but but they didn't get it from Dranoff. they got it from elsewhere. I think maybe early on in the Sandusky case, Dranoff testified and and uh, and there were other remarks from interviews with Dranoff. not that the, not that free com- did, but but free had access to it. And Dranoff literally creates a fork in the road and says, Mike, there, there are two directions here. One is, we go to the police because you saw something sexual. Otherwise, and I think this otherwise is is huge. Otherwise, you go to jail. Well, in effect, by virtue, by definition, by going to jail, he's saying he didn't see anything sexual. He was his his McCreary's own words were contorted by by the AG. And McQuerry McQuerry later, and I've seen all these. I've seen all these emails. Says you guys are fucking me up here on. In, in uh, I guess that's not so good for the radio. That's fine. You guys are screwing screwing with me. I never said that I saw sex. I never saw anal sex. I never saw any of that stuff. You're making me you're making me into a villain in you know in in, in a town where he thought he was a hero. And and um, and a, and, a, and a gal I think her name was maybe might have been Eshbach.
2: Yes, um, Eshbach
1: said, said something like, "Look, Mike, just." Almost like, uh, almost like they said to Judas, "Hey, look, you got your, you got your, uh, your uh, a package of silver." You know, you, you, uh, we got the right man. With when they hung, uh, when they, when they crucified Jesus. Uh, um, I, I don't know that that happened, but it was, it was in the play. Right, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Super well, strong. you're,
0: you're paraphrasing. That's I exactly understand exactly how I,
1: I see the it is crystal clear that they had other things on the query. I have never seen a guy dance. You, well, I think you saw McQuarrie under oath. I mean, he's—he's—he. I, I mean, he's just—I uh, don't know that I've ever seen a more obvious liar, unless it was the, the so-called victim that they put
0: on. Anyway. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I cannot let you get off of that. Okay, so you're talking about Mike McQuarrie's testimony at Graham Spanier's trial. You're, yes. You you just referenced victim number five in the Sandusky case, Michael Ch- Kajak, who also testifies at Graham Spanier's trial. You just said you'd never seen a more obvious liar than other than maybe the victim that testified in the Graham Spanier yeah. trial. Tell me why you you feel that way about both of them.
1: You know, You know. It, I, look, um, I, I'm going to think it's... Uh, um, in a, in a, I'm operating in a, in a moral environment, not necessarily a legal one. Uh, and you were at that trial, so you know um, that the judge came on, I think it might have been the same day or the following day, and in, in some part of his endless summary um, mentioned that, that the victim was believable. And, well, first of all, the victim shouldn't have been testifying at Graham Spanier's trial. He had, if Graham Spanier had no contact, whatever, and did no damage to any victim. Um, he shouldn't. He, he, the, the judge should not have even allowed him to testify. He wasn't relevant to, to Graham's case. But when I saw him, I saw Listen to look, look at look at this guy and listen to him. Um, it, I, I, um, and I and I say the same thing about Mike McQuarrie. I saw Mike McQuarrie testify three different times, um, and each time he danced. He was trying to accomplish. Trying not himself to get sideways with the state. He, at the same time, he was trying to help Joe out because he realized he had really thrown Joe under the bus early on. He was trying to regain that ground. But you know, there. <laughs> well, as they say, truth's a funny thing. It's it it it's hard. It, it's very difficult to walk that line. Uh, Unfortunately, both the prosecution and the defense allowed Mike McCreary to walk the line.
0: And, now, and let me the, let me now, let me stop you right there because yeah. this is important. I believe that Mike McQuarrie's testimonies and the reason why they evolve is that he's reverse engineering his story to 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 achieve certain goals. Do you agree with that?
1: I I, I absolutely do. And I and and the, and the state made it difficult for him because they said things that he never said, and that, and then he was in a position where he knew the, st- the state must have had something on him. And so he couldn't really contradict the state, but the but the state was taking away a lot of his pathways.
0: Now, I didn't intend to get to the Spanier trial yet, but since you've already mentioned uh, victim number five and Michael Kajak, I, I I want you to to verify something for me if you can. If you can, I'm sure you won't. But you know, you said that uh, you know it's tough to, for you to determine who's the bigger liar, Mike McQuarrie or Michael Kajak, who testified at Grand Spanier's trial. When I was there, uh, obviously, I'm I'm one of the few people in that room. Who at this point is already convinced of Jerry Sandusky's innocence? Now there were a lot yes. of people. There were a lot of people who were maybe on the fence because of my work and the work of other people at that time. I have to tell you, Al, I had numerous people come up to me who witnessed that and basically said, "What the hell was that?" Yes. At, did, did you is that well, was that a, was that your assessment of
1: yes yeah, so yeah so you I mean you asked me why I thought he was deceitful well you know that's, I, I guess it happened to happen to be because I was you know seventy two years old and i've and I've seen honest people and deceitful people and it was it, it had a lot less to do with what the victim number five said because they didn't really say anything of any relevance um um but and 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 it was just it was just um to, to me, the, the whole thing was a farce, and and that, and he just he looked like the cat that ate the canary, as they say. And, and in Mike's in Mike McQuarrie's case, I, I I had read so much about Mike, and I read I read hundreds of pages of his emails. And he's look, I I I'm a very good friend. I don't know if you if you've ever come across this guy. Um, now I got to remember his name, um, Christian. Christian uh, this guy this guy spoke at Joe's funeral uh, Christian Mar- Maroni? Yes, you know Christian? Yes. Well, Christian was Mike's roommate. He was Mike's roommate. He said, he said you know, Mike was the quintessential, you know, hometown hero quarterback. You know, was 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 interested in the ladies. Uh, before and after he was married, and and he um, liked being the big deal walk, that walked into the bar, but that he but that the guy rarely told the truth. And this is <laughs> this is this is telling the truth or not? By the way, you know, without, by the way, without, without,
0: Christian was a former federal prosecutor. I don't. Know. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, he's look, look. Christian was also the chief of staff at at Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Um on uh, uh, in the Obama administration, even though Christian's a Republican and um, I, I I I actually had the good fortune he, he, he called me and told me he was being um, he was being hounded by the Republicans in his uh, confirmation hearing and asked me he said, I know you know John Boehner who which is quite true I knew John well and and uh he said, Is there anything you would you will willing make a c- call? And I called Boehner and said, "Look, Christian's a Republican. You should want guys like him in there." And and uh, he was Christian was pissed off because or uh, John was pissed off because you know he was he he was having trouble controlling some of the conservatives. And um, I got a call from Christian a couple of days later. He says, "I don't know what you did." He said, "But they uh, they just stopped asking me questions." And <laughs> now, and, uh, and he and look this guy held. He also was is a son-in-law of Vince Fumo, who was ran the city of Philadelphia for years. Right. Christian is a straight, straight-up honorable guy, and his opinion of of. Um, of Mike McQuarrie means a great deal to me.
0: Well, and- well, I interviewed Christian for my original documentary, The Framing of Joe Paterno, so I'm very familiar with his opinion on this, and I and I agree that uh, that he he has been very outspoken that that Mike is is not credible and that the Free Report is not credible. So let's go let's right. go, let's go back to Free for for just a minute here. So so you become convinced that uh, that Freeze Report is not credible, that the conclusions are wrong. What do you believe his motivation was? Was he incompetent, or was he doing the bidding of that original board that needed an explanation for why they fired Paterno and Spanier? Yeah,
1: um, having, having um, again, having access um, to his, you know, to the communications among his guys uh, pretty much confirmed what I, I believed Um he was he was hired to to um, in effect clear the board, he, which, which wasn't difficult because if you he he never investigated any of the board members. I mean, look these are bo- these board members knew Joe Paterno for 30 years. They knew Jerry Sandusky for 30 years. They they were they were involved with the Second Mile. the The point is that the the board was was every bit as engaged with the university and the football program as the, as the guys they indicted. Um, and so it was his job to, you know, to clear them. Now, he, cl- he cleared them by virtue of just not mentioning them and, 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 not, and, and he didn't look at their information. I looked at a lot of the board information because, of, because the, the, uh, the data was there, but, but they hadn't been interviewed by, uh, by freeze guys. So that was that was first thing. And then the second thing was to justify their previous actions. Uh, of firing joe and and graham and and um and of course tim and and um gary so um and and that and that's what he did he that's exactly what he did
0: so he gave the board what they paid him to do correct
1: precisely precisely and and um um you know the um I, it it's it, it just sort of mind numbing that that free didn't pursue the other avenues i mean you know there's data in there that that, that, that uh, the guy that um the hell's a guy's name he um, was a ceo at us steel and and stepped in as Surma, chairman of the sirma
0: john Serma.
1: sirma yeah sirma sirma hated joe hated him there's um, I, I don't know. I assume at some point you'll talk to Graham Spanier. Graham won't be as forthcoming as I am, but 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 uh, Graham told me Sermon was at at Graham all the time to fire Joe. I've seen emails between John Sermon's brother,
0: Vic, and, the Vic Vic Sermon, whose son and, whose son played briefly for Joe Paterno at Penn State and had a bad experience.
1: Well, because because he uh, was first off, he was no good. <laughs> You know that's always a problem, <laughs> and and um, he also had a drug problem, and committed suicide. And John Serma, John Serma, think blames Joe for it, and 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 Vic Serma would, would communicated with Fran Ganner. I saw all these damn emails, and you know, Serma says, you know, we finally got a chance to get the rat. And he called Joe the rat.
0: So basically, to put this in layman's terms, the the John Surma, the old uh, political adage, "Never let a crisis go to waste." He sees this crisis and he realizes this is finally the time I can get Joe Paterno. And and I, is that a fair assessment?
1: Yes. I, look, I, I the other thing I learned, I've learned, uh, and that's after many uh, and many dinners and and uh, barroom conversations with with. The the remaining board members, you know, who um, some of whom, you know, would would uh, deal with me. Um, and and this won't be uh, this. I don't know if this would be news to the paternal family or to Graham, but um, Joe was not liked uh, by the board, and, and and some of Joe's biggest supporters, even including me. You know, thought he should have retired, right and mm-hmm. And they were not happy when Joe told him to stick it. I and mean, they talked to him about retiring. And Joe basically just said, "Look, it's you know, <laughs> you can fire me if you want, but but um, you know, it's your funeral." And and um, those are my words, not his. But essentially, that's what he said to them. And 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 they were very angry with him. And and you know, quite honestly, no one really liked Graham. And and um, and they thought Graham was. Um, no, that they thought he was dictatorial, but they, they thought he was a bit arrogant. And um,
0: now, now this is important. Now, what you're saying because I, I know it is no, because but, I I think this is what happened. I, I I think
1: you know, um, and I can well imagine uh, they're saying they're saying, well, you know, if we got to get anybody, these are the guys.
0: But but let me tell you why I think it's even more important than that, because the media and the public perception, even within the Penn State community, is. Joe Paterno a god. Graham Spaniard's a well-respected president. For Penn State to do this to their own, it must be inherent evidence of overwhelming guilt. Do you, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't
1: think that's I think I, I think that's 100% wrong.
0: Well, wrong in the perception. Yeah. Well, then,
1: no, the perception is correct, right. and 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 I was pretty blown away by it. Um, Look, there's a guy named Al Clemens. Al Al was one of Joe's best buddies, right? Or, not, right. I may, or maybe let's put it this way: Al thought he was one of Joe's best buddies. I mean, Joe had to put up with a lot of different people, um, and and Al was, uh, but but Al was on our side. If you, if there if one were to, to to pick sides here, right? No question about that. But I, but I've heard stories from Al about Joe, and and uh, he 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 really came to to. Um, be unhappy with Joe, and he was—he was a guy that would otherwise not be unhappy with Joe. Right, um, guys like Ed Hints, um, you know, once upon a time, you know, carried the water bucket in, for the football team and um, and um, used Joe in many, many, many ways uh, for his for his own benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a an investment guy, and he would bring Joe out, you know, with. With big-time clients and stuff like that. He totally turned his back on Joe.
0: So, so basically, over all those years, when you're that in that position of power, you're going to yeah. piss people off. I mean, that's just the nature of humanity. Well, oh, I think
1: Joe, look, look, uh, you know, I, <laughs> Joe was not a shrinking violet.
0: Right, right, uh, and I, and and so he's at the end of his career. Uh, people thought he should have retired uh, much sooner. Uh, yep. he, people within the the the, um, the the very base of the community are aware that he's supposed to retire at the end of this season. So, uh, and, yeah. and, and that, I think, plays a huge role because there's, and, and I think one of the dumbest things Scott did was release that statement saying, I will retire at the end of this year publicly because it was seen as somehow an admission of doing something wrong. Plus, it eliminated any fear of him going forward because if he's going to be gone at the end of this year anyway, why do I need to support? joe paterno and so and so um so all of this is creating a a perfect storm situation that gets misperceived especially by the media uh
1: you're i mean you're you are on to something and i and i think it's i think it's important um whether, whether scott said it or he didn't say it the fact was the board knew that joe was retiring at the end of the year and if joe were the god if they, it, 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 let's put it this way, Joe was a god. There's no question about that. But, but the board didn't believe it at that point, and 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 didn't care. And they used they, it, 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 If they had the least bit of respect for Joe, in my opinion, they would have given until the end of the year. It was only one or two more games, and and um, and let it go with that. Instead, they fired him.
2: Right. They
1: fired him. And uh, and and well, I mean, look, look, look as we. As we sit here today there's still not a single reason I can think of for firing him at that time
0: well actually he was... and they
1: said they they used the excuse that here look at look at this he's he's going to he's he's going to try to tell us that he's going to work this work through the end of the year right I Joe was trying to give them an escape route and 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 they already had the escape route and yet they decided and and I and I heard this often enough among the, the various board members they uh, that uh, that was Joe's arrogance, and they were not going to permit that. This was this was their time to get even. Look, Ken Frazier, who I'm sure you know, right? Um, I, I, uh, I I I probably will get shot by the Penn State board because we're not supposed to be talking about things we saw in the uh, the free documents. But the interview, Fraser told the free interviewers that uh, that's, that that uh, Cerma was on a mission, and that and that he was arrogant and. Uh, uh, um his word i have to find to look them up but but um this was a this was a the, the proverbial shit show when they'd fired joe and Graham. they and and serma took over threatened threatened to uh, threatened to quit if they didn't proceed with this and they had uh they had uh, what's his face the governor on the phone and uh, they just ran over they ran over everybody
0: this was a coup was it not
1: Oh, I, I think it was, and and right. and frankly, it was probably a pretty small one. Well, uh, well all, all but, you, but, you need but is everybody, s- but everybody just went along.
0: All you, not- let's be clear, let's be clear. For a coup in this situation, in the middle of a crisis, all you need is Surma, the vice chair, not the chairman, yep. the governor uh, who is now aligned with Surma, and the New yep. York and the New York Times. Which, by the way, a board member had a direct pipeline to the New York Times. So you got the New York Times, right. the governor, and Surma together. That's a coup, correct?
1: And and. And you have, and the governor, the governor who had obviously been the attorney general, and he's just feeding this whole thing all the time, and and telling them that these guys are guilty. And uh, you know, so so if you're a if you're the average board member, uh, you, and you've got the former attorney general and and a, and a current board member and the governor telling you these guys are guilty.
0: You go along with it. Exactly. All right, so let's go back briefly, and we are going to start to wrap this up because I've been very generous with your time, but there's a couple of important things I need to get to. So let's just—big picture here. So to review, uh, the board needs vindication for their original uh, decision to fire Joe and Graham. They hire Louis Free. Louis Free gets paid millions and millions of dollars. He gives them the conclusion they want, not just because he wants to please his employer, but we now also know he wants future work with the NCAA. Talk about that.
1: Well, um, it's it, to, to me, it, it 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 sort of completed the picture. Uh, free before before Penn State. Free did not have any significant clients, any. Uh, he had put himself together with a guy named uh, – I, I actually met Louis Free. He, he and Judge Sullivan and Stan Sporkin, who has since died, um, came to visit me one time when I was CEO. Uh, we, had, we, had, we had some issues we needed to get sorted out. I, I actually didn't hire them, but I, and I, I was reasonably impressed with uh, Louis Free. Louis Free had spent years working for uh, MBNA, and I'm, and I, some of the MBNA guys worked for me and and, and advised me to talk to Free. Anyway, they, but but and they and they were out seeking business, and they were they were on the, on the hunt, right? They were they, they were basically seeking business, and um, somewhere along the way, they got they got they they uh, started thinking about the NCAA, and it and it had to do with Reggie Bush was out at uh, Southern Cal. And uh, the NCAA was trying to sort out what it was going to do about that situation, and somehow or other, free got involved. And so I read a lot of information, and, and a, a, a lot of information, and a lot of conversations. I mean, Donna Shalala was somebody they called on. Um, they, 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 they and and uh, so they were they were noodling any number of different entrees into the NCAA, um, and then. Um, and the Penn State thing came along. And interestingly, um, Free was notified about the Penn State issue from someone at the, the second mile. And he was looking, he was a member of, board, of the board at the second mile, also a Penn Stater, and um, was lo- looking for Free's advice. And Free and his guys in a, in their in their communication started thinking, you know, Sega mile isn't going to be able to pay as much of anything um, but but uh you know maybe penn state can and um um I've never quite figured out uh, anthony anthony and i and, and others uh, anthony
0: lebrano I mean, another board member at yes penn
1: state. uh you know we we uh we've we done an awful lot of research here and uh, free was associated with another with a law firm in philly um, and um um, they had connections to certain of the board members. Obviously, I didn't see anything. Anthony would tell you there was some some uh, misbehavior in all this. Um, uh, um, I'm not. Sh- I, I'm. I'm. I'm really not sure. Well, well,
0: you said something that that struck me that I, that I was unaware of. a a second mile board member reached out to free and that's what hatched the idea for free to go to Penn state and say, yeah,
1: that's how I, that's my interpretation of, of the correspondence I read. Yes.
0: And who, who was that? It's actually, um, was it Bruce Heim? No. Okay. Who, who would it have been then?
1: Uh, well, it's, uh, a guy named Rick Struthers.
0: I don't know him. Okay.
1: Well, Rick's a, Rick's a good friend of mine.
0: Um, and,
1: and, um, Quite honestly, it was a very and uh, Louise is next door neighbor in Wilmington, and uh, or near Wilmington, and uh, it was a very natural thing. In fact, Rick was a Rick was the guy I called. My he was my first call when I said, "Hey, you know what? The hell, this is a bunch of bullshit." And how did? And and I asked him, "How do you get involved in in this?" Right? I mean, how can I get involved? What would you recommend? He he, he actually put me on to Anthony, um, and and so I I mean I. I've heard people suspect Rick Struthers, but I, 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 in, in all fairness, I think Rick Rick had worked with Free for several years at uh, an at MBNA. So I and, and was now in a um, a pretty important official at the Bank of America after they bought.
0: Wow. Well, 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 the people who wrongly believe that the second mile was part of this grand conspiracy are going to be very upset when they hear that, because they're going to think that this is more of the conspiracy, that this is why Free didn't go after the second mile. Because no, of, I don't think so. No, I, I understand. I'm just telling you how the conspiracy theory I don't theory's... think
1: so. I, I mean, you know, while while my perception, as we sit here in 2020, after having spent hundreds of hours reviewing Free documents, my my perception today is that, that, that Louis Free... Made a made a decision one night that um, all the damn publicity that was 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 being generated while he was doing his investigation created such extraordinary expectations of, of him I mean I, and I can I, I've gotten I hope I still have notes on it but but um, um, there were there were you know I saw free talking to his associates saying jesus they're, now they're expecting us to to find it, not only find guilt or innocence but but uh the you know track the conspirators and um there there were sports writers saying, well you know they got they got they got sandusky but he's only he's only a bit player here he he, <laughs> he supposedly only did forty five kids right so What's that? That's nothing. We want to get the other guys, and and uh, free was really fretting about what the expectations of him were, and I think he I think he had a moment one evening and said, "Screw it! I'm going for it! I'm going for it! I'm going to build build these guys a lot of money. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to absolve the board, and I'm going to nail these guys, and and uh, I'm going to write this, and and uh, who's going to prove me wrong? I I that I think he had he had a moment because. You don't see any any language. You don't see any any energy around this investigation by any of other people. Like, you know, if if you were if you were doing an investigation and you were seeing this guy did this and that to this these kids, you'd be angry. You it would it would show itself. These guys were in a desperate in a desperate pursuit of something, and the emails provided it for them, um, and. Uh, and it worked, uh, but right to the end, right to the end, uh, and you know they had drafts of the, of the of the of the of the free report. They had drafts, you know, like that were five months old, and, and I watched how they evolved. They basically were just a recitation of what they did during the investigation. There was no conclusions. They didn't have any, and they didn't they didn't even speculate among themselves like what the conclusions could be. Having been a having been spent five five years of my life as an auditor, which is not totally different from investigation, um, I was stunned by how little data I saw across across the uh, months of their work. And then one day, one day, Free comes along, and he, and, it, and it's clear, he personally just said, okay, here's what we're going with. and um, And I think he just decided, I'm going to balls it.
0: All right. So, Al, let's talk about the big picture uh, self-interests here, because incentives are everything, and the media has completely misinterpreted the incentives. So just to review, we got well,
1: the, the media has its own incentives. Right. It, 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 it likes a gory story better than a boring
0: story. Of course. So let's talk about the, the incentives of each of the key groups. You have the original board that desperately needs vindication for their very controversial decision to fire Joe Paterno and Graham Spanier. You have Louis Yes, and, I,
1: and frankly, I think that board got a little nervous because it it realized, it realized in the light of day that it had been run over by Surma who had his own, who had his own issues, who who had issues of hate with respect to Joe Paterno.
0: Okay. So, so, and and Franco Harris, I
1: don't think that should be underestimated. It's, it's Fraser's comments about Surma really really almost put you in the room and he was basically saying Surma's rolling over everybody.
0: And Ken Frazier is a big figure, I mean he's very well known Ken nationally. Fraser,
1: Ken Fraser is, is not is not a fan is, is not is is not a, a well-liked person among <laughs> persons of art our disposition with respect to this matter, <laughs> but I, but I, but I have a, a, a high level of respect for Ken Frazier. Okay, and I spent a lot of hours with him alone, trying to trying to fix this and trying to get the uh, the different the different legal sides together and mm-hmm. and, a, and apart from the noisemakers. And and Ken, Ken said to me, <laughs> and he, he probably would cut my throat if. he, um, but he 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 once said it's the worst thing I ever done in my life. Says so, uh, I said I, I'm I I being on this board's the worst thing this experience I ever had, and I and I tried to push him in 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 our direction. He said my board thinks I'm insane. He says I've been I have been quoted making what some people deem to be racist remarks and remarks about um, um, pedof- pedophiles, um, you know, and and. <laughs> You know he's he's running one of the two or three biggest pharmaceutical firms in the world. It's, it's not it's not where he's supposed to be, right? Right. Uh, even okay. even I, when I was still at Sally May, I told my general counsel that I'm thinking about getting on the board. I got to do something. He says your board's not going to like that. Right. It's it's just it just draws attention to you in, in an arena right now that's
0: hands off. Okay. So so you got the, the original board that desperately needs vindication at this time period Franco Harris is starting to speak up and and putting pressure among alums and and pro paternal people to say wait a minute, this was a railroad job. So they desperately They desperately need vindication. Free needs clients, and we now know from emails that Free is openly campaigning to to play this role for the NCAA. The the NCAA desperately wants this to be done quickly and seamlessly and without their fingerprints because you got a new football season that's about to occur, and they need a resolution for the Big Ten Conference as to whether or not Penn State is going to play football or not. And you got the media – that is much like the original board of trustees. A little bit we, uh, concerned that maybe they killed Joe Paterno too quickly. Yeah, and,
1: they were pretty. They were pregnant themselves, right. no
0: question. And so, so now everybody is incentivized by what Free does. Free gives the board what they want. He gives the media what they want. They got the pom poms out. Go, go, Louie. Go, Louie. Go, Louie. Before they even hear what he has to say, the NCAA is thrilled. And and free gets what he wants. Is that a fair assessment of the incentives of everybody in the that's key key in the roles here? I think so. I think so. Okay. So so with that, we now have this public perception that obviously there was a cover up at Penn State. We know Jerry Sandusky's guilty as hell. Uh, it's, Joe Paterno's dead. He can't defend himself. Uh, so now the pressure builds on on. Curley and, and Schultz and Graham Spanier gets indicted later uh, in a legal case. Their jury pools are so polluted that they can't possibly get a fair trial. We've spoken to Gary Schultz extensively about this. They plead to misdemeanors thinking they're never going to go to jail wrongly, right. wrongly and naively. Um, and, uh, and so they plead to something they know they didn't do, uh, that they think is going to result in very limited punishment, but this is not a normal case. We're not in Kansas anymore. This is, this is the, the Sandusky no. case, uh, all, all rationality is thrown out the window and you uh, get intimately involved in Graham Spanier's attempt, uh, to fend off, uh, the prosecution of him. Tell me about your role in that and what you learned and why you got involved, uh, with Graham Spanier's defense.
1: You know, it's it's interesting uh, because I, that, that that question, the, how I got involved, um, was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, I I am an admirer of Graham's. I mean, Graham and I are on different planets politically, um, but I'm an admirer. I uh, like what he did at Penn State. Um, um, and, and uh, I, I'm going to see if I can get the year right. Let's just look, Let's say it's um, 2013, maybe, 2012. I, I forget. You, you, I, can, I mean, this is all
0: uh, – 2012 is the free report. So. It's a
1: learnable – it's learnable. Yeah, it's at, so it's after the free report because he called me. Hey, Graham called me out of the blue and asked my advice. And uh, and, is it, and, it, and the question was, I have about let's say thirty days to make a decision uh, before the before the statutory clock runs on my on my right to sue Louis Free. What do you think? Do you think you should do it? And and uh, a little bit of color I can give you about why he called me was he said you've had a, a rough and tumble career, and <laughs> we read about you from time to time, and so. I'm um, asking your advice, and um, so I said, "Look, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, uh, but but how about if you and I meet with your attorneys? I'd like to hear them, their side of this thing." Um, and um, and we did. Um, and that began. We we, we, we met in Philadelphia and, and uh, talked to his attorneys, which was uh, which was Snyder Harrison. Um, I gave Graham I I gave Graham advice, and my advice was, yes, I would do it, but I would not use um, Schneider-Harrison. First off, Schneider-Harrison was defending him, and I I just, I I didn't like the idea of the same firm playing offense and defense, and quite honestly, and this is not a, it's not a shot at Schneider-Harrison, which is considered to be a good law firm, and I, I, I put in, Thirteen years of my career in Philadelphia, and I'd worked with Schneider Harrison and all, all the major firms in Philadelphia. So, I, um, but I didn't like a local. I didn't want. I, I felt Graham Spang should have a, uh, an out-of-state attorney that would not would not um, be fighting with the state. That would not that, that where there wouldn't be the possibility of of uh, things happening at lunch at lunches. At lunches
0: Conflicts the Union of interest, League or
1: elsewhere, that um, um, that <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that all lawyers are uh, are, are, are well. I, I know exactly what lawyers are, and that was what I was afraid of.
0: And um, you were afraid of conflicts of interests.
1: Well, I was afraid. Of, I was afraid that
0: I, I look, and, look, and that they would lose their nerve. Yeah,
1: look, look. Uh, Schneider what, Schneider convinced Graham to use him because they had a they had a former. Supreme Court Justice, kind of running the firm, is a black guy. Can't think of his name at the moment. Um, and he was always there to, you know, bolster Graham. But meanwhile, I thought they were doing a terrible job for him. And um, ultimately, he was defended, uh, that you recall, by a guy named Sam Silver. And um, so, you ask me, uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't. Technically involved. I wasn't paying for Graham's defense. I was paying for Graham t- to play offense against Louis
0: Free. Right. So to be clear, you and, and are you are you comfortable saying how much money you spent on Graham's lawsuit against well, Louis it's Free? Well, seven, dig- seven digits. All right, seven digits of your own money. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and 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 um, um, but we.
1: I'm going to tell you, I, I, you were at that trial. I thought Graham by the sec- end of the second day. I thought that I thought the trial was over. I thought Graham had won. I thought there was no chance that he was going to be convicted. And 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 even the Harrisburg Patriot basically said the same thing that that uh, uh, Ditka's uh, Mike Ditka's niece um, something Ditka and uh, she
0: was the prosecutor
1: was the prosecutor that they couldn't get the answers they wanted and the answers they got from uh, Schultz and Curley were not the answers they wanted. They should, they, they asked question. I mean they basically asked Schultz and Curley to lie under oath. Uh, it was what they did they they shouldn't ask the questions they asked if they didn't know the answers but but frankly um and then sam silver came to me and said i don't think i'm going to put graham on the stand and he says uh, and i'm not going to go after mike mcquery says, i think i think this thing is one i don't want I, and i don't want to rock the boat it was almost asking me and I I I, I I I didn't know i said look um i'm going to lie to me it's Uh, Why he felt the need to ask me about it, I don't know, because other than that I had sought him out in Philadelphia and talked to him about this case and and how he was approaching it, and and I told him I have advised Graham to get out-of-state attorneys. I got Graham out-of-state attorneys for his case against Louis Free, and and, um, they've done very, very nicely. Um, They did did good work. They they, They won what was winnable. Along the way, but but uh, when Graham was convicted, there was no way to keep per, per, to keep playing offense. Um, but but um, I my my feeling is that uh, the fix has been in. I feel like I almost feel like I'm in the middle of a, one of these bad movies where where um, the state officials, the politicians. And uh, the Penn State board are all are, are all in this pretty much together. Whether 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 they have secret meetings or not, I don't know. But um, anything that could go wrong in this in this situation has gone wrong.
0: Okay, well, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying there, because and I don't want to misinterpret it. Uh, you know uh, well that I was uh, incensed. By the way, that Graham's defense at his trial uh, laid down, didn't put on a defense, didn't even question witnesses.
1: No, and, they didn't go after McQuerry. That was the.
0: Well, they didn't go after anybody. Uh, I mean, they agreed not to go after Michael Kajak. Jack. Uh, they didn't ask any questions of him. Uh, they didn't. They, they didn't put John Snedden on the stand. They didn't put Graham on the stand. They didn't put on defense. I, I was. I mean, first of all, I mean, am I right to be incensed with Graham's defense? I think so. Yes. Okay, so so they whimped out. Um, I believe, and I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I, which is always my first instinct. I'm always I'm always presuming incompetence and naivete. I think they're well trained lawyers who thought they're still playing in a normal stadium in a normal football game that they don't realize that this is not a normal football game, that all the rules are different here, that they're playing in a hailstorm.
1: You're, you're, you're talking about Graham's defense
0: team? Yes. That, yeah, they, they think this is a normal case, that if the other, if prosecution doesn't prove their case and, and the law is on our side, we're going to win because that's the way the system works. But they don't realize that this isn't that system anymore in this circumstance. And I was there. I didn't speak to you about this, although we, we did talk. Uh, I told Anthony Lebrano and I told Franco Harris, Graham's getting convicted I, and and Anthony thought I was crazy I said it's because you guys don't understand this isn't a normal situation we're not in Kansas anymore this is the Wizard of Oz so I presumed incompetence and naivete on their part are you suggesting something more sinister as to why they laid down not not
1: credibly um I you said it's not you you said th- you said they didn't understand that it wasn't uh, kansas um there's there's there was no reason at that stage for them not to recognize that it was not kansas um, they i i i um, the, the the answer to your question is is pretty much a flat no. I don't I don't have any okay. information.
0: All right. That's fine.
1: All I all I know is well. Anyway, I I, I don't have any such information. It just but feels I it feels they, to you. I, but I think I think it it unconsciously affects you. Um, you're a you're a well known attorney in the state of Pennsylvania, and and uh, you're in one of their courts. Um, I, I just think um, that's the way it goes.
0: No no Al, Al, I think you just made a really good point there, and that that's not a conspiracy. That's, no, it's
1: not a conspiracy, th- but it's it, it's it's it, it, it. They they weren't part of the meeting. They weren't part of what what whatever the conspiracy was, to the extent there was one. But um, but that's how that's how you behave. But you come in. You you come from someplace else. Um, you could give a shit less about about Pennsylvania courts and, and protocol and and and, uh, and, 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 and 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 being mannerly and so on and so forth. Um, you, I just think there are things that you choose not to say and things you choose not to do uh, if you're if you're playing a home game. And and um, I, I, I I noticed the prosecution pulled no punches, but I I guarantee. I think the, the the defense team pulled a lot of punches.
0: Al what you just said there is so important and I've mentioned it before, but no one I'd have never articulated it as well as you just did. And I think it influenced greatly Joe Amendola in Jerry's trial. I think Joe Amendola believed he was now gonna be part of the cool kids club. He was now famous. Uh, he was loving the media attention, and yep. he didn't. He didn't want to rock the boat, and 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 much like even it's a lot of this is subconscious. I, uh, you know, I think you're right about Graham's attorneys. You know what? If we go after Michael K. Jack or if we go after Mike McQuarrie, it's not really necessary legally. We're going to get kicked out of the Cool Kids Club here. Yep, you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I do. Okay, I very much do. I, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm uh, 74 years old. I've had a long, long, long career at, at pretty high levels, and uh, um, I've seen—I've I've seen a lot of things. And to me, that is just—that is almost rational behavior by uh, um, a well-known attorney. It's not. It's he's he, um, and he, and like I said, he felt the need. Sam felt the need to tell me, you know, oh, we're gonna we're we're going to leave uh, Macquaire alone cuz there's really nothing he can do to help us and you know o- o- almost as if he was trying to convince himself
0: interesting very interesting okay in, in a couple more quick That's things my,
1: but you know I'm exercising some some um, psychological expertise that i really don't have
0: well no that's us uh, look i i disagree with that uh your assessment of, of your uh, own ability to to discern what the truth is because you've you've you lived it um and and let's talk about your life with regard to how uh the uh, how your view of jerry sandusky's guilt also evolved uh at what point did you start to question strongly whether or not even jerry sandusky was guilty of the crimes for which he was convicted
1: well, read, I mean, read the read, read, reading some of the uh, the information that these kids provided, um, it's it's hard. Some of it's really hard to believe. Now, I didn't read a lot of it. I know Anthony went through this stuff with a fine tooth comma. It was all of a piece for me. I said, I mean, it just felt like they were lying. And quite honestly, um, I've um, you know, having followed. Um, Having followed some of the stuff at the Catholic Church and, and, um, and um, <laughs> having once been an older boy myself, uh, untouched, <laughs> and, um, and uh, having been a kid that hitchhiked and, and had, run into, had run into pedophiles in my life, um, it, 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 I didn't understand how can you have 30 or 40 victims, not one of whom remembers anything, and, and then remembers and 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 uh, you know, uh, in a the only change is that there might, at least my observation is there might be some money on the table. It's it, it it and and um, I thought my 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 memory doesn't work like that. And and um, it struck me as odd that some of the the most profound and frightening things in anyone's life transpired, and they didn't remember it. They. That they had the power, mental powers, to put it out of their mind, and frankly, um, I've always kind of prided myself um, in my ability to escape sexual predators. And that, that uh, when I played on the hundred-pound football team and missed the school bus, I I would hitchhike home in the dark, and you know, I would get picked up occasionally by guys that you know told me what. Things they were going to do to me and took me down dark roads, and and I escaped, and and that was scary, and it was so scary I didn't tell my parents because I knew then I wouldn't be allowed to hitchhike. But the notion that any 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 of those things happened to these kids, and they here's here's a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound guy uh, abusing them, and they didn't remember it. It's not possible. It's just not possible. And then. And then uh, I did read uh, the the next uh, the 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 author who who suspects that Jerry didn't do any of this stuff either because he uh, wasn't sexually able, and and and
0: you're, talking about, you're his, talking about Mark Pendergast, right?
1: Yeah, his commentary about repressed memory. I mean, it, it's it's so it's so uh, aligns itself with my own my own now lengthy, very lengthy experience. It just, it's just it's just insanity that 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 would not be remembered. Quite honestly, it's not, not only not be remembered, but that if somebody actually harmed you, that you wouldn't tell your parents.
0: Or somebody.
1: Somebody. I mean, you would know, tell a friend, yes, exactly.
0: Or, or a journalist. I mean, either. I immediately
1: told my I said, so watch out, he's not safe out there.
0: Right. And so, <laughs> so, so, so you used your own experience as a kid at this age. Yes. As as an athlete uh, who would hitchhike, and you, you you found yourself in multiple situations where you had to escape a dangerous person who was trying to sexually abuse yes. you, and exactly. and you never forgot it. Uh, of course, you told people about it, and you got yourself out of the situation. As,
1: and 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 you know, and I, and I was very careful when I got in the car.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it was very hard to. It was, I I I sat with my right side pressed against the passenger door. Wherever I
0: went. Now, was there a moment in all of this that you finally realized? Because you know, you and I have talked for a long time, and you you clearly have strengthened your belief that Jerry is innocent. Was there a was there a final nail in the coffin that you, that made you decide? Oh, this is come on, this didn't happen. It
1: was so hard. It was so hard. Um, so hard to to. To argue that 40 people or 35 people, that, that, that every single one of them is lying. I mean, that was a hard thing for me to do. Sure. Um, and and remains that way. And I, and, and I talked to a guy I knew pretty well, uh, Saul Ewing, who was involved in some of the questioning. And he, he said, no, there's no chance Jerry's innocent. Um, you know, and I, I certainly wanted to believe it, although, quite honestly, I don't, I don't know Jerry. I know that Joe and Jerry had significant differences, but but not about any of this kind of crap. Jerry, at one point, once he got the second mile, was mailing it in. He wasn't working. He wasn't working hard enough. And, and uh, Joe. Um, anyway. Um, now, I just uh, it's just a, it's just the accumulation of, of thinking and and time, and and. Um, Tendergast's uh, assessment of, of um, the psychological aspects of repressed memory, but it, I, you know, even if it were a real thing, you, you're not going to bat 1,000. You're not going to have 40 kids. If you think of one of the repressed memory. it's not possible. And, and, uh, and, and never told a pal, right? I mean, look, we were all young once, and, and, uh, and, the, and the things that we did, we always told
0: a friend. We mm-hmm. always told him
1: and just
0: wouldn't anyhow. All right. Now, you've already alluded to it, Al, uh, where it sounds to me like you were talking about to somebody who was involved in the settlements that, that you were at least somewhat of a part of as a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees who told you, yeah. no, no, he's guilty. Don't, don't worry about it. He's guilty. Um, what is your assessment, having been there and been on the board, of the level of, uh, of investigation that was done before Penn State paid out over a hundred million dollars to those thirty six. Uh, well, a lot more than
1: a hundred million, at least two hundred. Um, I don't think. I I, I think. Um, well, I've seen, uh, I, I've seen the. I've seen the. I've seen the. interviews. Um, we we treated those kids with kid gloves, um, and um, tried to make a, tried to make it a. A kind of a mathematical exercise based on, you know, what they claimed, and uh, I, um, I just, um, I mean, I blame I blame the kids. They're not, you know they're 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 not the victims they claim to be. I really blame their attorneys, um, you know, who are obviously getting a piece of the action, and and I really blame Penn State, but they but Penn State. By then, had uh, had chosen a path, and, and they needed these kids. They needed these kids to have been abused.
0: So you agree that there was no legitimate vetting of, of the so the, yeah. the victims of Jerry Sandusky when they got their millions of dollars, correct?
1: Yep. Look, I was on the board when uh, you know. Since, uh, what's his face? Um, McQuerrey sued the university, right, mm-hmm. for, uh, for for treating him badly.
0: And he and, got and he got lots of money from that. Lots yeah, of money. he did. He did,
1: and and I think Penn State laid down for that because they needed him. To, they they needed his credibility, and so they I think I think they laid down for that too. I, and and uh, and that, that money should go in the on the on the pile or the empty pile that they gave the victims because
0: I think it was all part of the same show. Very interesting. Okay, now. Uh, I got to ask you uh, about how your time at the Penn State Board of Trustees ended, because I think it's emblematic of this entire case. So you're a member of the you're you've been elected a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees. This gives you access to all sorts of information. uh, Plus Graham's trial, uh, I I think, also gives you more information and, and his lawsuit against free. So you're a very highly informed person. Uh, with intimate knowledge of this case in virtually every way possible, and in the spring of 2017, you make a public statement that you have lost sympathy for the so-called Sandusky victims. Uh, tell us about how that statement came to fruition.
1: Well, it um, I um, <laughs> I was steaming after the after. Um, Graham's conviction and um, I was following Graham out of the courtroom and out into a lobby area and there's a a, a a little um, um, I guess I should be respectful a journalist who wrote either for um, uh, there's two there's two Two daily publications in Washington for the higher education it might have been Higher Ed Daily or Chronicle of Higher Education. Uh, by the way, having having been uh, uh, having been the CEO of Sally May they they and and a uh, and an advocate for the private sector, I was I was not I was not on their hit parade. In fact, I in fact they put me on the hit list. So I I had long experience with those two institutions and and anyway their reporter hollered out. At Graham Spanier, about you know, do you feel any now that you've been convicted or something to that that affect you feel any empathy for the victims or such and such? And about I, I, it, 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 there there was there was a millisecond where there might have been a headline that I had punched a guy out because I was just furious with him. I it just just just. Triggered every single thing I could despise about the media, and uh, 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 President Company accepted, of course. <laughs> um, he it was just so obnoxious, like as if as if that as if that jury of Graham Spanier PhDs peers uh, 16, 16 tried and true uh, members and alternates, where there was one college degree, as if a, of a jury by his so called peers was somehow was somehow somehow um, symptomatic that Graham was now was now in fact truly guilty of the crimes, and um, and so I got into an argument with a guy, and um, I just I, I used the term so called victims. It it created a firestorm. I don't know if you were there the next day. The damn judge he didn't call me out by name, but he called it out, and, and Graham said, "Hey, look." I'm going to have a sentencing. You got the judge all pissed off. Of course, Graham doesn't use that kind of language, but but <laughs> I said I sure I'm sorry, but, you know, that was that was obnoxious. You would you would not believe the firestorm I created for myself with that.
0: Um Well, actually, I would, Al, and in fact, I don't know if you remember this, but I emailed you immediately. Do you remember our email exchange? Of course. Okay, and just to review, I, I, my headline, the, the subject of the email was, hang in there, exclamation point, exclamation yes. Still, It's still on our email. Right. So <laughs> I still, we're still, I per, by the way, I do that on purpose, Al, to remind oh, you. Good. <laughs> I, I, I always respond to that email exchange because I say to you, you are going to get destroyed for this. Please, yeah. please do not back down. And your response was, back down, question mark? Not likely. Yeah, you.
1: But you did accuse me of backing down. I, you know, I, I, uh, um, I don't. I, 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 issued something close to an apology that was was intended not to be an apology. At least I thought I was being clever. Um, but but um, I got calls. I, I, mean, I was. I mean, literally, people told me they were going to kill me. I, what what the hell? Um. And anyway, I, I, it, it really put me a little bit in touch, you know, for a brief four days, uh, with some of the f- fever, the f- fever, fervor, whatever the right word is that was going on at Penn State early on, um, and and um, it, it uh, let's just put it—it's it's kind of a sidelight now, and uh, and. Um, Not a big deal, but I'll tell you what. My wife was really frightened. We we were, you know, I went back. I was down living in Florida, um, and um, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. The phone ring, and they, you know, we know where you are, and we can get to you here. (laughs) Who the hell's we? What what are you talking about? What did I do? Um, so so, uh, um, I, I guess pedophilia has its um has its Black Lives Matter types also, right? We're we're just we're we're this is what this, this is what motivates us in life, and uh, we can get you. But Al- it's really, really odd. Well, but but Al- I thought I mean, look, I was on ESPN for God's sake. That was what. Look, the, the comment came naturally to me, right? I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to inspire anybody's anger. I I I believe, as others believe, but but regardless of what others believe, if I believe they're not really victims, so be it, right?
0: Okay but you I think you will acknowledge uh, that what happened to you is so incredibly illustrative of the larger picture here and you alluded to it in in your last response because yeah. here you are let's let's review you are our lord you are loaded you have F you money okay you are uh, at this point you are uh, 71 72 years old when this when this happens so you know you, you don't have uh, an extended uh, future uh, you clearly are <laughs> you, you are you're clearly very outspoken you, um, you you don't give a damn about what people uh, think of you uh, so if there's any you, you're a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees you have ultimate credibility on your level of knowledge so if there's anybody anybody who's going to be able to stand firm here, it's Al Lord. And five days later, you pulled out of the Penn State Board of Trustees race for re-election. That, to me, told me if Al Lord can't do it, Joe Amendola or Graham Spanier's attorneys or anybody else involved in this has no shot. Is that a fair assessment?
1: You know, that was, um, that was not, That was not the message I wanted delivered. It was one I was afraid would be delivered. Um, I, um, I guess um, um, I resigned because um, being on the board wasn't was not a plus. Was not a. I mean, it was not a plus in in uh, in the direction I was trying to go. I had, and, and there were a number of things I was working on behind the scenes, both with Ken Frazier, who had already left the board, um, and with uh, Ira Lubert, who who turned out to have just been playing me the whole time. Um, and and I had, and, and those things had run their course. They were they, they were attempts, you know, of rational thinking humans trying to, trying to make things happen behind the scenes and, and to try to take some of the anger and hatred out out of the debate because you know by then people had taken sides and 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 I don't care what you believe. people stopped believing things they just they said okay I'm on this side, I'm staying on this side. Look I, I became CEO of Sally May because because I won a proxy contest. I won an election of shareholders. The only one in the history of the New York Stock Exchange, okay, where somebody took over a company not not by buying it, but by, but by convincing the shareholders you had a better plan. I went through that, that and that and and that was me and some guys against other guys who were brilliant. I mean, we you know we had we were fighting our board, we were fighting people that that were capable. Well, I found out, what I found that uh, on the board at Penn State were were. Um, they see basically hangers-on, and some people that were were um, motivated by either financial issues, you know, what I would call conflicts with the with with the university. Um, but but they were, you know, there there wasn't, you know, a board of directors says, okay, we're, we're interested in your company having earnings per share and and a high stock price and 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 doing well, you know, making the best cars that you're a car maker or doing. Um, that's that's that. There's there's no single purpose for the board of trustees. To me, it was a shit show in total, and it was very depressing. I found it very
0: depressing. Al, Al I get that you did it. Because I didn't.
1: You... I didn't. I wasn't run out of there. In mm. fact, I mean, had had. I, I mean, I came very close to staying on the board because Ira Lubert and uh, and Mark Dambley, you know, um, ex-con Mike Mark Dambley, suggest not suggest. Say out loud to the public in a press release that I should I should um, be kicked off the board. So now I don't want to leave, right? Right. But um, now I I, I I personally I couldn't stand it. I, I couldn't stand the deceit, and I couldn't stand hypocrisy, and and it extended to from Eric Barron across the acadi- academic.
0: Eric Barron, Barron, he's the current president of Penn State University. Yes.
1: I- and 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 uh, hopeless and i and and quite honestly i mean apart from the issues that we're talking about today i dug in very deeply on the financial side Mm -hmm. it's a university that's richer than it's ever been it's it's it has made billions in the in the in the 21st century and yet every year every year the tuition goes up and 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 to try to dig in and get at it and to pursue it, I'm told. I'm told, uh, even though I'm a CPA and and uh, and have been chief financial officer of two hundred billion dollar company and the CEO, I'm told that I didn't understand, you know, academic finance. It's just just bullshit. And and right. there's okay. without, I, I, quite honestly, at seventy years old, I wasn't ready for an, another public campaign. And I was kind of fighting on two fronts, both the financial front and and the Paterno thing. Right. And Graham's, and Graham's defeat in court was a crusher
2: for right. me.
1: Because, right. you know, he had, won, he had won in that appeals court, and, I, and things were going in the right direction. He had won that trial until, until Ditka got up and inflamed the jury, and the judge stood by her and allowed her to use that picture of Jerry with a little kid. So what the hell does that picture have to do with Graham Spaniard's? Basically, all they they basically said that Graham did was sort of conspire with Tim and and Gary, and and uh, and make a choice to do something other than what they wanted him to do. Right? All all after the fact had nothing to do with Jerry and little kids. Right. And the judge let him
0: do it. So, so Al, just to be clear, I totally get the reality of your decision regarding the board, but I'm talking about the perception. And more importantly than the perception, because I know you don't care that much about uh, the perception You're, you're talking about, you know, in your life, was that the best decision for you? But the reason why I find it so significant is that... In order for this, the level of injustice that I'm alleging and you're alleging and other people in the know in this case are alleging to occur, there needs to be an extraordinarily unique set of circumstances and an atmosphere of... Of fear and terror that makes it impossible for the truth to be told. And I believe that your circumstances and the reaction to your comment, so-called Sandusky victims, proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the atmosphere needed to create this level of injustice absolutely existed. Do you agree with that? Pretty
1: pretty amazing that six years after the events, that the word so-called could inspire that kind of anger and hatred. It's really stunning.
0: All right. Um, okay, last couple of things. You mentioned Ira Lupert and that you felt as if he was playing you. I. It's I, We've never talked about this, but I believe that Ira Lupert, who ended up being the chairman of the board and was the person who was giving away this money uh, to the, the so-called uh, Sandusky victims, I believe that he played you, and I believe he played Bob Capretta, who we've also spoken to, yeah. in pretending, pretending he was going to do right by Joe Paterno to get you guys to go along with his yes, plan. he did. And, and he did
1: look and look ninety percent of me the whole way thought he was playing me, but it was the only it was the only way i could think of to go and um i i i don't i i'm i'm, I'm disappointed is a, is a, is an incredibly um, understatement uh, but um um ira look i i you know i I know I spent a lot of hours with Ira, and um, and I know a lot about Ira, uh, and I know a lot about Ira professionally, and and uh, and he and he is who he is, um, and um, you know Ira cares about the wrestling team. He has he he um, he has had his issues with the football team, uh, and with football and with Joe and and. Um, I came to believe and and learn really, frankly, from um, from stuff I read. He was very much in his in, in he was very involved in getting Joe out of there and uh, or get, yeah, getting Joe and Graham out of there. And and um, you know, I mean, I, among other things, I learned that he was very close to John Sermo, Right. So, like, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Except I mentioned it to Graham. I said, you know, Graham. Um, Sermon and, and uh, Lubert, you know, were working on a couple things together, and uh, they stayed at each other's places. And he said, "You never told me that." And He said, "I didn't know it." He said, "I, I, I he said I didn't think those guys knew one another, barely, or, or, or if they knew one another, it was just in the boardroom." Um, yeah, the the, the it, <laughs> like I said, it feels like a bad movie. And and well, uh, the guy who's the guy, the congressman up there, the guy, the the. the He's always said he's a Joe guy. Um, can't think of his name. His, his father's names on a bunch of roads. Um, anyway, the um, maybe he's a senator down in the Harrisburg. Um, well, so we we had uh, we we had the NCAA in a box, and um, this is when they finally they finally came around and gave Joe his wins back, but but. Um, we had him we had him over a barrel, and um, and um, this senator who or, or, or congressman. I Gosh, I wish I could remember. No, he's a his name. State
0: senator, state senator. yes. you know who?
1: Yeah, he's a state. He's a state of politician. He he let him off. He you know right. he he said, okay, that's enough, right?
0: Oh, I agree with you. I thought that the deal that they made with the NCAA was incredibly soft. That, that basically, I was. That, I
1: was um, I, I I was uh, I went along with that vote. I, I I told Anthony we're going to be sorry we do this, but but um, I'm going to believe Ken Fraser. I shouldn't have. I mean, Ken took me aside and said, "Look, just let's 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 try to get something done here."
0: And okay, so let me let me just review in the big picture because this is important, and then then we'll we'll let you go. Um, because you know, look, I I have a pretty good sense as to how this works between. Uh, corporate bigwigs. You all have respect for each other. You all have. You all feel like you know you're, you're part of a club. You're, you're all members of the board of trustees. And and an Ira says to you, or a Ken Fraser says to you, look, let's just do this right. Trust us. We'll take care of Joe in the long run. And and you and and others basically because you don't have much choice because you don't have the votes. You go. I was you, already
1: in effect, it was already done. But but um yeah we we, we were. Well, I'll tell you what. No, no. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been involved my entire career in disputes. Okay, and there's nothing there's, there's nothing more lonely than being the
0: disputer. <laughs> right. So, but by, by the way, Jake Corman is the name of the Jake uh, Corman. Yeah, yeah Corman. you know he's a he's he's okay. He's not, but, does, but the reason yeah. why this is important. Okay, this let me let me get let me tell you why I think this is important. So so you, of course you guys could have raised bloody hell. Uh, at the time, but you don't because you're you're playing the game. You're saying okay. Well,
1: keep in mind. Here, I mean, here's what happened. Um, Scott Scott put himself into these conversations and been Scott Luber Paterno. Let's be clear. Scott
0: Paterno. Yes.
1: And and um, and I had been working with um, a guy who was running for governor. Was this was a Pennsylvania State Treasurer, and and um, he was kind of my ace in the hole. Um, because he was he was in a position to argue it was about the sixty million bucks right that um that uh, the state was supposed to give or that, or Penn State was supposed to give to the NCAA or somebody or other and and uh, the guy I was working with who was the state treasurer said, well wait a minute, i I said to him, I said, Why are you letting that money get out of the state and and uh, and the NCAA I said, you know, you ought to at least get keep the money here in, in Pennsylvania. so he did that. Mm-hmm. And and um and that that effect that, that got done and and uh he I got him involved in the okay. in the um in the debate with the NCAA.
2: Right.
1: So he was my guy and then in the middle of this whole thing, the fucking guy turned state evidence. He'd been he'd been a bad guy himself. Okay and right, and well, so he we lost we lost that lever and then all of a sudden Corman, who's supposed to be interested in the exact same things, ends the debate and and so
0: okay so you guys let so you the the corman lets off the ncaa easy uh i've i've termed it put in football terms that you guys got the ball down to the 10-yard line it was first and goal and corman decides to kick a field goal and he
1: kicked Uh, the field goal with two minutes left
0: right right and and so and so you leave you let the ncaa off easy but here's why where, where i'm going with with lubert and, and with others on the board like Frazier playing uh, the pro paternal forces is what happens uh, when all of a sudden the settlements, specifically the settlements from the 1970s, mysteriously get leaked by a judge and the media runs with them as if they are uh, sent uh, you know, by Moses yeah. on tablets. Uh, uh, the truth now, I, you know, I'm always, again, I'm in, in the incompetence and bad luck category, but there are those, including Anthony Lebrano, who believe, and Bob Capretto, I believe, who believe that there's something much more sinister that went down there with regard to sabotaging the last That's effort. There's
1: actually no question about it, my opinion. Tell me why. Oh, well, among well, other things, it's not, it's not a coincidence. I'll tell you one. I mean, one of, one of the more interesting things that, uh, that uh, emanated from that debate because we went, we, we had the board full board meeting, and then we all, and then the board went back in the room because people, we were furious, right, that this had, had broken. And um, Don, Steve Steve who was the corporate counsel, he was trying to calm the room down, and 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 in it, he just he just volunteered. Look, we know that Graham Spaniard Graham Spaniard did not know. About Jerry Sandusky being a, a pedophile, we all we all know that that's not that's not what the issue is here. And 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 uh, you know, we we the corporate counsel didn't have anything to do with this stuff leaking. He's but but his admission, his admission out loud. I mean, no one, no, hardly anybody else remembers it. Or our guys remember it, obviously. But but it was an acknowledgement, right? That that the people as as inside as you can get said. Graham Spanner didn't know about this. Um, but um, the I, you know the guy that's made the most money and I think this is relevant here to what the board did or didn't do in, in
0: Philadelphia. Well hold on really. a second. How, do you, how 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 do you know that or what, why are you so confident that this was a setup that Joe well, was sabotaged? Well,
1: well, well, because all the I think all the pieces are in place and I and I, and and they were you know the the tide was turning towards Towards, um, let, let's just go, sort of the sentiment was starting to turn. Correct. And they had a they had a re Joe. And and um, keep in mind that the, the guy that's won the most money for these victims again a name I've forgotten, but he he was he's a he's a big deal in Philadelphia. He's a, you know he's an ambulance chaser. He, he he also he also led the charge on this uh, that death in the fraternity at, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. He led the charge against Penn State and the fraternity. He and he and um, Lubert are asshole buddies. I mean, they are. You know, they 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 they're very very close. And and um, I just don't I just don't think those things are are coincidences. And, and I always I mean I I tormented Ira with that. You know, your buddies you, see so your buddies just put another fifty million bucks in somebody's pocket, and he probably gets twenty of it, and so on and so forth. Um, by I like, don't think, by I the way, by the way, there's any question that that um, that Ira Lubert Ira Lubert is 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 um, in a position in the city of Philadelphia to get done anything he wants
0: to get done and to be clear Ira Lupert chairman of the board at, at this critical period the person who is single-handedly in charge of handing out the money has intimate yep. relationships with key, Philadelphia law firms, and to be very clear, there are only like three or four law firms that get money from this. I mean, that's that was almost yeah. one of the key uh, parameters for whether or not a, 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 an accuser got paid was whether or not you were represented by one of those key law firms, Right. And so, so, and there's an enormous amount of money that's involved here, yeah. and and so we're not talking about some sort of intricate conspiracy. Uh, we're talking about people pursuing their own self interests, and
1: and and and, and, a, and a chairman who who can can and uh, can determine the extent of the questioning of the of the so-called victims.
0: And this Ira Looper, I don't even know 100 percent if you know this, Al, but we have an interview done with. Ira Lupert, where he refers to uh, Paterno, Spanier, Curley, and Schultz as great men. Oh yeah, and he says that he believes that at least some of the Sandusky accusers were on the gravy train, uh, who were at the very least exaggerating yeah, their claims. But,
1: but his, but his, but his, you know, and 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 uh, we will all give him credit for acknowledging that, except that he. But but it is acknowledging nothing. Right. Well, it's acknowledging some.
0: Right. Okay, so so you've come to the belief that Jerry Sandusky is innocent, that this whole thing was a perfect storm of bullcrap. How many other members of the Board of Trustees, in your experience, are, if not at that level of confidence w- of regarding Jerry's innocence, but at the very least have a strong suspicion that Jerry Sandusky is innocent? What, w- what would be your evaluation of that question?
1: That's a small number. Of, of four, of, uh, I don't know. I mean, if the board keeps getting bigger. It might might be like forty people now. Look, I don't even know where. Um...
0: But there are, to be clear, there are other board members that agree with you, correct? Yes.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, I would. And, you know, certainly. Um, I, I, but I would say out of out of forty, it's no more than ten.
0: But that's an extraordinarily high number, considering that within the public it's ninety nine point nine percent that he's guilty, and the media it's a hundred percent.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, um, I, 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 that's probably so. Um, that's probably so. Uh, they um, look uh, <laughs> being, I, one thing I learned for sure, and, and um, is that uh, being a board member at Penn State is is, is not something that's um and it probably true at other schools it's not it's not some level of distinction it's it's in effect i mean in a, in a lot of ways for me it was um well as ken frazier said i um i just soon enough, have never been there and i i love the school i love i i love my time there i've loved the 50 years since uh, until 2011 but um well i'll tell you it wasn't much fun getting under the covers
0: all right, well, uh, thanks so much for your time, Our Last question for you. I'll you know, give you a chance to mm-hmm. say if there's anything else that you wanted to, to mention here, but, more, but if, if not, uh, can you give us a sense as to whether or not you think there's any chance at this point of fixing this at all, and if so, what that path is?
1: You know, I hate to say no, um, because ultimately it's the right guy at the top, it's the right guy at the top. Um, it's, it seems almost impossible to me under the circumstances. I mean, among, among the reasons that I left, said to, if there's a way to do this, it is not, it is not through the board. Um, and I, what I learned was that the stuff I, I, I tell my wife and kids and anyone who will listen when I see it on television – that, that that wouldn't happen. That that's not you know people don't behave that way. They don't operate that way. I w- I've been wrong about that. I mean I, I saw things that I just I just did not think were possible. And again, not not only am I not a shrinking violet. I'm not a, I'm not a particularly gullible. But but um I was stunned at at the disinterest of board members, people that are would otherwise be solid citizens or seem to be solid citizens, and people that you would like. You know, probably nine times out of ten, um, um, just don't even don't don't question it, don't and and aren't aren't troubled by the blatant injustice that would would be the case if in fact they were wrong, and and um, it's it just um, it, <laughs> I I find well I don't need that in my life. I, I just don't need that in my life, and I and I, I'm. Um, if there's a way at this, it, it, to me, the, I mean, the answer to your simple answer to your question is: is the right guy is the right guy at the top, um, the right board chairman who says we're going to do this. The board chairman at Penn State has a lot of has a lot of, of, of authority. Nobody else does. But
0: and the, the current board, the current chairman is a crook. Well,
1: he's he's a, he's um, let's let's just put it this way. Um, um, I I didn't. I didn't care about that. I mean, you know, his his worst offenses apparently um, were hundred years ago. You know, as a kid, and, and um, you know, but there, but there but for the grace of God and uh, and all that. But um, um, put all that aside and, and say he was a uh, there's there's still no reason for him to be the chair. There's no reason for that man to be on the board. I, you know, I play golf up in the Philadelphia area, and um, and I play at country clubs. And I'll have people come to me and say, I, how did, how is it possible that Mark Danley, who's a, basically their view is he's a scumball, um, and that's in his current life, how is it he can be the chairman of the board at a, at a prestigious institution like Penn State? So I don't know, you don't want to know the answer. I mean, I, it, <laughs> it's it's so – it is – like I said, it's like a bad movie. It, it it it's hard to believe it really happens there. But but the, those board members, they come from freaking agriculture. They uh, there's a point. There's all kinds of different people. None of them care about the school particularly. I mean, that's that's a, a, a vast exaggeration. But I but I bet there's five people on that board out of forty that actually work and spend time researching and 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 saying, look, I came to this board to help. This particular school, and uh, and I will and I will work my ass off to get it done. They, they're they're just there, right? So so you could do anything with that board if you chose to, and if people thought that you had the authority, they would they do They are they're, they're weak, and I think that's exactly what happened. Look, I, they the Penn State asked me to speak to the board of trustees when I gave them I gave Penn State a lot of money back in early two thousands. And I gave it to the I gave it to the campus that I went to. I think I told you that. And and um, so they asked me to speak to the board about my, my why I gave the money and whatever. I went and I went to the board meeting. Everybody sat sat and they held. I think the NIMI line in. We sat almost like in an audience. Graham was at a podium, and I was at a podium, and I spoke. I, I looked at these people. I said, one of the, one of them was my meteorology professor, and for years, and when I was at Penn State many years before, I tried to I tried to get them to smile or laugh or something. They they, they just stood sat there and um like bumps on logs, and and Graham preached to them from a from a podium. I've, I've been you know I was chairman of my board for a while, and I was a, I was on the board for thirty years. I mean, we our board meetings had interaction, right? And then when I read the free report, I mean, we talked about this earlier. I, I pictured Graham at that podium, and I thought, it's no wonder they don't like him, right? right. Or or it's no wonder that these issues did not get vetted in that boardroom. The, the atmosphere atmospherics are totally wrong. And the, and then having been on the board, I realized it's not designed. It's not designed for interaction. It's not. In fact, it, as soon as a, a subject would get warm in the board meeting, they'd end it. They don't like. They don't want to go pursue, pursue facts.
0: So this was not the body that was prepared for this crisis. Basically. No, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no. All right.
1: And I and they all ran. They all ran. They all instantly took the interest of their company, whether it was U.S. Steel or, or Merck or whatever. Instantly said, "Hold! Oh, what's this going to do to my career? What's it going to do? What's it going to mean to the rest of my life?" And they and they ran from it. And like I said, I think, I, I think they got run over by Surma and then they started having second thoughts later and said, we got to, you know, the facts of this matter where Surma ran over us and that and, uh, uh, and, and they had seen the comments of Ken Frazier at the time would, it, would not have been good. And I, and I think that's why they went after free. And so we gotta, we, we got to absolve ourselves and, and, and pick some victims
0: here. Well said, Al. Thanks so much for your time, and thanks so much for caring about the truth.
1: Let me know. Uh, let me know what you're doing, okay? From time to time.
0: <laughs> well, of course, you're you're going to be in the loop throughout. You know, you mentioned golf. When when are we teeing it up at Marion or someplace like that?
1: Now you're talking. <laughs> now
0: you're talking. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: Thanks, Al. All right. Take, be well, John. Take care.